Radio Theater Project, Theater of the Mind for Today. Comedies and dramas, mysteries and science fiction, old stories and new. Radio Theater Project, Theater of the Mind for Today. Future Past dramatized stories from the golden age of science fiction. This time presenting Coffin Cure by Dr. Alan E. Norse. Dr. Norse was a practicing physician at the same time as he was writing science fiction starting in the 1950s. He wrote a subspecialty of SF using medicine as the background. Because he was a doctor, he could bring his knowledge of medicine to the kind of speculation SF was known for. In Coffin Cure, he speculates with humor on the downside of medical breakthroughs. The old two-edged sword of progress cuts both for good and ill. Here's Coffin Cure, adapted for radio by Joseph McGuire. My name is Dr. Chauncey Coffin. I've brought both of you here today to help and one of the scourges of mankind. What is that, Dr. Coffin? The common cold. The common cold? What about the other, more harmful diseases? Ah, are you not interested in helping rid us of this irritation, Dr. Miles? Sure, Dr. Coffin. I just thought there might be more deserving maladies to spend our time and energy on. So there might be, but is it not more remunerative to work on something that the pharmaceutical companies might be willing to fund? So, you're not really talking about a cure as much as you're talking about doing something about the symptoms? A cure, a symptom reliever, it doesn't matter as long as we best my rival Underwood. I hear he's close to a breakthrough. I will not have him do that to me. Why us? Because I've heard about your work on uses of antibodies. Well, do you agree? Fine. Fine. Welcome to our endeavor. Now please go back to the lab and begin your labor. My name is Penelope Dawson. You can call me Penny. Janice Miles, what now? Working on this cure. You know, this is really ridiculous. There's so many more diseases out there to cure than a stupid common cold. You seem to have a bee in the bonnet about this. What gives? I don't know. It just makes me crazy. Colds have never bothered me much. It just seems to be a waste of energy and money. It could be used for other diseases. So might as well get to work. Any ideas? Sure. What if we created a... Hey, Penny, hand me the mashed potatoes. Please. Here you go, Eli. The steaks looks great. Hey, how was work today? Got a new assignment. Hand me a bun, will ya? Thanks. I'm working for a Dr. Coffin. What's your job? He wants to cure the common cold. <laughs> the common cold? What's he like? Kind of a stuffed shirt, but very ambitious. I'm working with uh, Dr. Janice Miles. Nice gal, if not a little cynical. By the way, how's your book coming? I finally finished Chapter 32. It should be finished another month. I hope my publisher likes it. Well, you've been a successful thriller writer so far. I don't see why that should change. Uh, sometimes failure is out of our hands, Penny. Penny. 
In two weeks, we will have to begin trials on our new drug. We want you to come and be part of the trials. Cold season is here, and a lot of you will be getting a cold. That is what we need for our trials. If you develop a cold, we hope you will join us. On the table over there is a stack of consent forms. Please take one with you and study it. Any questions? Are we going to be paid for this? No, we are not allowed under federal rules. Any other questions? No, thank you for coming. Hello? Yes? Great, come in as soon as you can. A student with a cold. Yep, that's the first student to call. Things are starting. <coughs> Janice? Ugh. Are you coming down with a cold? Yes, I am. Great, you can join the trial. <coughs> I know, I am so happy. <clears throat> Don't worry, Mr. Helling. It won't hurt. <laughs> That's okay. I'm afraid of needles. You seem to have a cold yourself, Dr. Dawson. Yes, I do. <laughs> Are you to be in the trial? Yes. Gave myself a shot earlier in the study. You're the last student to be inoculated. It's working. The tabulated results say it is working beyond belief. Well, look at us. Normally, a cold and the symptoms will last up to two weeks. After the injection, our cold cleared up in one day. You know what this means? We have found a cure. Maybe. You have been giving Dr. Coffin weekly updates? Of course. Why? Well, now we can begin preparing our paper. Isn't it a little early? Dr. Coffin doesn't think so. You know, we should wait to see if there are any side effects. His rivalry with Underwood is prodding him on. I know. It just seems premature. You know he's going to be in the top position on this paper. Yes, I know. He is the lead scientist, though he hasn't done anything. Except get the funding and university support. Remember, just having our names on this paper will help our careers. True. But what I'm looking forward to is applying our research to more important diseases than the irrelevant common cold. We will. It's idiocy. Blind, screaming idiocy. You've gone out of your mind. That's all there is to it. Can't you see what you've done? Uh, aside from selling your colleagues down the river, that is. Calm down. Stop waving that paper in my face. You mean this report? This, this paper? The report on a vaccine for the treatment and cure of the common cold by C.P. Coffin et al. That's what it says. Et al. Not even our names. Our idea in the first place. Janice and I both pounding our heads on the wall for eight solid months. And now you sneak it into publication a full year before we have any business publishing a word about it. Really, Penelope? How ungrateful. I thought for sure you'd be delighted. An excellent presentation, I must say. Terse, succinct, unequivocal. You should have heard the ovation. They nearly went wild. And the look on Underwood's face, worth waiting 20 years for. And the reporters. Don't forget the reporters. How about that, Janice? Did you see the morning papers? This thief not only steals our work, he splashes it all over the countryside in red ink. 
What Penny is so steamed up about is the prematurity of it all. After all, we've hardly had an acceptable period clinical trial. Nonsense! Underwood and his team were ready to publish your discovery within six weeks. Where would we be then? How much clinical testing do you want? Penelope, you've had the worst cold of your life when you took the vaccine. Have you had any sense? No, of course not. Janice, how about you? Any sniffles? Oh, no. No colds. Well, what about the 600 students from the university? Did I misread the reports on them? No. 98% cured of active symptoms within 24 hours. Not a single recurrence. The results were just short of miraculous. Of course, it's only been a month. A month! A year! Century! Look at them! 600 of the most luxuriant colds, and now not even a sniffle. Come now, people, be reasonable. Think positively. There's work to be done, a great deal of work. They'll be wanting me in Washington, I imagine. Press conference in 20 minutes. Pharmaceutical houses to consult with. How dare we stand in the path of progress. We've won the greatest medical triumph of all times, the conquering of the common cold. We'll go down in history. Penelope, have you read the headlines the University News Clipping Service sent me? No. Just read these. It's disgusting use of my name in my, uh, our cure. Coffin nails lid on common cold. No more coffin, states co-finder of cure. Sniffles snipped. Single shot to save sneezers. My coffin multicentric upper respiratory virus inhibiting vaccine is being called, darn it, the coffin cure. What do you care what the press calls it? You've got big pharma lining up to manufacture it. The FDA fast-tracked it. If they hadn't, I think there would have been riots in the streets. I can't help that. We needed to get it out there for the good of the people. Right. I just don't like the speed of this release. Humph. It doesn't make any difference how much you talk. I don't want any cold shots. You're being totally unreasonable. You're being unreasonable. You've had this cold for two solid weeks now, and there just isn't any (coughs) sense to it. It's making you miserable. You can't eat, you can't breathe, you can't sleep, and you can't work on your book. I don't want any cold shots. But why not? Just one little needle, you'll hardly feel it. I don't like being stabbed. Why don't you leave me alone? Go take your stupid needles and, and, and stick them in people to want them. Eli. I don't care. I don't like needles. I just wish you'd listen to reason. I'm a scientist <coughs> and I'm your wife and I know that it works. Science fooey. Fine. <coughs> Nobody's going to make you do anything you don't want to do. Anyway, think of the tissue manufacturers. All their fired workers starving to death. <sighs> oh, you've got on enough cologne to fell an ox. Come on. Dinner at the Driftwood. I hear they have marvelous lamb chops. (sighs) Eli? Oh, that's right. It's his turn to make breakfast. Uh, Oh, somebody spilled the whole damn bottle. Uh, The the house is on... Eli? Eli, the house is on fire! Eli, the house is on... What What are you talking about? This is the toast I burned, that cheap toaster we bought. Eli, what are you doing in here? A big breakfast. But don't you smell it? Smell what? Oh, <laughs> you mean you don't smell anything strange? I don't smell anything, period. The coffee, the, the bacon... Oh, come here a minute. What? 
Oh, <laughs> you smell like an old coffee bean bacon and burnt toast. <laughs> Did you put on any fresh cologne this morning? Before breakfast? Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> Not even a drop? Not a drop. Wait a minute. This must this must all be in my mind. I'm just oh, I'm just imagining things. That's all working too hard. Hysterical reaction. In a minute it'll all go away. I just need a cup of coffee. like three-week-old rancid crankcase oil. Well, it's freshly brewed. I made it this morning. Wait. Wait a minute. <coughs> the coffee, the, the cologne, the, the burnt toast. Oh, no. My clothes, I, I've got to get dressed. I've got to get to the lab. <coughs> oh, get away from me, you smelly dog. Are you okay? Oh, I'm fine. Just everything smells so bad. Well, I never. <laughs> you rude young woman. I'll have you know I took a shower just this morning. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll just move away since I <sighs> smell so bad. Mind if I sit here, lady? Oh. Mind if I sit here? It's a great morning, Holly. <laughs> Beer. You've been drinking beer. <clears throat> Morning, Janice. Nice day. Looks like the sun might come through. Yeah, nice day. You... You feel all right this morning? Fine. Fine, let's just get the cultures for today's runs. Uh, <clears throat> why do you ask? Oh, nothing. I just thought you looked a little peaked, is all. <coughs> Damn it. There is something wrong, isn't there? Yes, I'll explain in a minute. Uh, Coffin come in yet? Yes, he's in his office. He's got the door locked. I think he's going to have to open it. Where you are. Don't come a step closer. I can't see you now. I, I'm busy. I've got to work. It's got to be done. You're telling me. When did it start for you? Right after supper last night. Uh, I thought I was going to suffocate. <clears throat> got up and walked the streets all night. My lord, what a stench. Janice, did you begin Sometime to smell? Sometime this morning. I don't know when I woke up with it. That's when it hit me. But I don't understand... Nobody else seems to notice anything. Yet we were the first three to take the coffin cure, remember? You, me, and Janice, two months ago. What about the others? I think that we'd better find something spectacular to do in a mighty big hurry. That's what I think. The most important thing right now is secrecy. We mustn't let a word get out, not until we're absolutely certain. But what's happened? Every odor in town has suddenly turned foul. Magnified, you mean. Our noses have changed, obviously. But why this horrible stench all of a sudden? I haven't had a cold in weeks. Of course not. That's just what I'm trying to say. Look, why do we have any sense of smell at all? 
because we have tiny olfactory nerve endings buried in the mucous membrane of our noses and throats. I see where you're going. We have always had the virus living there, too, colds or, or no colds throughout our entire lifetime. That's right. It's always been there, anchored in the same cells, parasitizing the same sensitive tissues that carry our olfactory nerve endings, numbing them and crippling them, making them practically useless as sensory organs. No wonder we never smelled anything before. Those poor little nerve endings never had a chance. Until we came along in our shining armor and destroyed the virus. Oh, we didn't destroy it. We merely stripped it of a very slippery protective mechanism against normal body defenses. These two months since we had our shots have witnessed a battle to the death between our bodies and the virus. With the help of the vaccine, our bodies have won, that's all. Stripped away the last vestiges of an invader that has been almost a part of our normal physiology since the beginning of time. And now, for the first time, those crippled little nerve endings are just beginning to function. Oh... You think it'll get worse? And worse, and still worse. We know who to blame. We're in this together. Dr. Miles, it was your idea in the first place. You said so yourself. You can't leave me now. Who is it? Dr. Coffin, there's a student on the line. Just a moment ago, he, he said he was coming up to see you. Now, he said, not later. I, I'm busy. I can't see anyone. I can't take any calls. But he's already on his way up. He was saying something about tearing you apart with his bare hands? Don't crucify me. Janice, Penelope, you've got to help me. Send someone down to the freezer and bring up all the live cold virus that can be found. Get us some inoculated monkeys and a few dozen dogs. And stop sniveling. You're the big publicity man around here. You're going to handle the screaming masses whether you like it or not. But what are you going to do? I haven't the faintest idea, but whatever I do is going to cost the university their shirts. We're going to find out how to catch a cold again if we have to die doing it. Let's look at the checklist again. Sure. We've squirted it up our nose. Check. Gargled. Check. We have injected in every way. We practically bathed in the stuff. Not a sneeze, a sniffle, or any reaction. This is terrible. Maybe it's the wrong approach. Our body defenses are keyed up to top performance right now. Maybe if we break them down, we can get somewhere. Coffin, you've got to do something. There are 300 students who want to lynch you. Young man, don't shake your fist at me. You can't blame me. You all signed the informed consent form. We're starving to death. Everything tastes terrible. What's worse is we can't even drink beer or cuddle our girlfriends. They all stink. Well, maybe you'll study more. Go to hell. Get this fixed or we'll fix you. What have I got myself into? I think you should all be locked up. Oh, hand me a towel. The cold shower. You lost your wits, Penny. In fact, you all lost your wits. You need to be protected against yourselves. That's what you need. You don't understand. We've got to catch a cold. Well, why? Suppose you don't. What's going to happen? We had 300 students march in the laboratory today. Tomorrow, we'll have them back and 300 more. And they were just the pilot study. What's going to happen when 15 million people find their noses going bad on them? We can't crack it, Eli. We can't even get a toehold. Those antibodies are just doing too good a job. 
Well, maybe you can find some uncle bodies to take care of them. Look, don't make bad jokes. I'm not making jokes. All I want is a wife back who doesn't complain about how everything smells, doesn't starve herself, and doesn't stand around in cold showers at six in the morning. I know, it's miserable, Eli, but I don't know how to stop it. Today on Shocking News, we have a victim of the coffin cure. Six months ago, Dr. Chauncey Coffin purportedly came up with a cure for the common cold. Beyond all common sense, the FDA fast-tracked the cure to the market. Now, millions of people have been given the cure. Tell us what you're feeling right now. I'm wearing this gas mask because every smell is beyond endurance. What have those scientists done to us? Did you feel threatened by the government establishment to take this vaccine? Not threatened, but I know if I didn't participate, something would happen to me, or my loved ones. Thank you. So, there you have it. What has the coughing cure done for us, or more importantly, to us? You've turned the sound down! Dr. Coffin, why are you watching this nonsense? I, I can't help it. Millions of people are now beginning to show symptoms of what's happening to us. We're doomed. Let's try another channel. We have an economic expert on our broadcast. She will explain problems we are facing with the coffin cure, right here on BNN News Today. Dr. Yeager. Symptoms for the cure are going to devastate this country. Everyone will stop buying any product with a smell, which means practically all known products. So, who do we have to blame for this? Big Pharma, for one. They looked on this as a gold mine. Everyone gets colds. They pushed this on the market before it was thoroughly tested. I mostly blame Dr. Chauncey Coffin, who, like a lot of modern researchers, only saw the profit and decided that should come first. Thank you, Dr. Yeager. They're all blaming me! They're all blaming me! (sighs) What are you two talking about? I can't do it anymore. I've begged them for time. I've threatened them. I've promised them everything but my upper plate! can't face them again. I just can't. We only have a few days left until the university shuts us down. If we don't come up with something, we're goners. You know what I think? I think we've been prize idiots. We've gotten so rattled we haven't used our heads and, and all this time it's been sitting there blinking at us. What are you talking about? Uncle bodies. Oh great, you've gone insane. This is not a joking matter. No, I'm serious. How many of those students do you think you can corral to help us? 600. They're out there in the street right now, howling for a lynching. All right. uh, I want them in here, and I want some monkeys. Monkeys with colds. The worse colds, the better. Do you have any idea what you're doing? None in the least, except that it's never been done before. But, But maybe it's time we tried following our noses for a while. There are confirmations about our breaking story of the coffin cure. People are lining up at ERs across the United States. We believe there is a coming tidal wave of cases of overactive noses. There has been no comment from Dr. Chauncey Coffin. The university that he works for has issued a press release that they are working on a solution. Again, I believe that this is another example of science run amok. Coffin, turn that crap off. They are blaming me. Tell me, what's the update on the trials of your... Uncle bodies. Since we're just starting not much, students have lined up to get injections. We've rounded up monkeys, dogs, and every other experimental animal we can get our hands on. Hurry, before my, uh, our reputations are ruined. Reputation? 
That's not all we have to worry about. Well, in the first week, half the monkeys were cured of their colds and were quite unable to catch them back. The other half had new colds and couldn't get rid of them. The results are not encouraging. Keep trying, please. Keep trying. It has been five days since we injected ourselves with the Yonka bodies. It was a great idea. It just didn't work, that's all. I know. We can't go on like this. We're hungry all the time. We've lost weight. People are going wild. Where's Coffin? He collapsed three days ago. He kept having dreams about hangings. A sad case. Well, I suppose we just better face it. Nice knowing you, Janice. Pity it had to be this way. It was a great try. A great try. <laughs> yeah, nothing like going down in a blaze. Wait a minute. I, I'm, I'm feeling so... Is this a reflex? No, quick, a, a tissue. A We've done it. You and I, we did it. Janice, go call the head of the department. Let's get the ball rolling. Uh, here's your soup. Now, tell me how you undid what you did do. Oh, Eli, thanks for making me chicken soup. It was a simple enough principle. <coughs> the cure itself depended upon it. The antigen-antibody reaction. You had the antibody against the virus, all right. What we had to find was some kind of um, antibody against the antibody. Well, will you be able to make it fast enough? Oh, just about fast enough for people to get good and eager to catch a cold again. There's oddly one little hitch. Hitch? What's that? <laughs> the stuff we made does a real good job. <laughs> just a, a little too good. <coughs> I may be wrong, but I, I think I've got this cold for keeps. Unless I can find an antibody against the antibody against the antibody. <laughs> this has been Future Past with radio adaptations from the golden age of science fiction. Presenting The Coffin Cure by Alan E. Norse, adapted for radio by Joseph McGuire. In the cast were Amanda Allo as Penelope Dawson, Joanna Bruno as Janice Miles, Dave Johnson as Eli Dawson, Joseph McGuire as Chauncey Coffin, Nathan McCoy as George Helling, Christine Yautzi as the bus passenger, Roy Nessel as the drunk on the bus. Other parts played by Willie Gross and Tristan Johnson. I'm your announcer, Janice Gage. Future Past theme by Jason Shaw at audionautics.com. Edited by Jay Charles. Dialogue recording engineer, Alex Westcott. Directed by Susan Herrick and produced by Joseph C. McGuire. Recorded at KSVR Studios. This is a Radio Theater Project presentation. This has been Radio Theater Project, an anthology of modern radio theater, presented by KSVR Studios. This program is supported with a grant from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting.